0: Hey there, and welcome to Inside Cafe, where we are going to explore the experiences of adventurers, students, and workers that have decided to come to live in China. Cafe is an ancient name for China, and Marco Polo, a European traveler, had a sole objective to prove that China was not only riding northern horse tribes and the southern agriculture peasants, but an immense country with a sophisticated variety of cultural traditions, people, and customs. We intend to explore the Marco Polos of today. We have come to find the 21st century China. We will dig deep in order to gain an insight into the encounters, struggles, and the successes which they have experienced along their way. This podcast aims to provide you with exciting stories about a country that has been misunderstood by many, but understood by few. Inside Cafe will give you firsthand the stories of the few. Our goal is to provide a platform for every adventure that has come to China, from all corners of the earth. We will cover as many nationalities as possible and speak to people who have many diverse opinions. In an era of globalization, getting to know a little bit from everyone is a way to bring you on a journey around China and show how our interviewees have found their own cafe. Inside Cafe is the Sabri
1: Podcast, the Student Association of the Belt and Road Initiative. (laughs) Hey there, and uh, welcome to Insight Café. Uh, today we have Ghaffar with us uh, in our third episode. Gafar comes from Pakistan. He recently completed his PhD from uh, Tsinghua University. Ghaffar has participated in Insight into China. This activity is organized by the China Youth Center for International Exchange Students of Tsinghua. He was also an international student ambassador in the pioneer year of the International Student Ambassador Program back in 2016. Recently, uh, Gafar gave a speech about his views on the importance of cross-cultural communication in the ITALK event organized by the Graduate Student Union of Tsinghua. ITALK is a speaking platform uh, where students are invited to present their views, stories, and concerns about our world. He is also a faculty member in the Department of Environmental Engineering, The Ned University of Engineering and Technology, in Karachi, Pakistan, and he is going back to Pakistan in two weeks. Due to his charming personality, Gafar is praised by everyone around campus, who knows him personally and in the future, as he aspires to help people in Pakistan to realize, uh, to accomplish a better livelihood. So, Gafar, welcome to Inside Khatay.
2: Thank you so much for your very wonderful and brief introduction. (laughs) I'm really honored. Uh,
1: Tell me about this uh, talk you gave in the the ITalk event, about uh, your views on the importance of cross-cultural communication.
2: Uh, Well, that was specifically with the cultural communication and cross-cultural interaction. It was related to some visits I made across the world from different continents, starting from Asia to Middle East, going Europe to America. It was more specifically to learn people and talk to them and uh, getting the cultural experiences. Actually, when we think about the perception of people and uh, their attitude towards when you're going to greet them, are you going to ask for some assistance? Uh, sometimes we ourselves are a bit afraid to ask. But for myself, when I was uh, traveling in, in different countries, if I just count from Dubai to Sri Lanka, going uh, Finland to uh, Germany... Italy to Spain or wherever, even in the uh, states, in different uh, states, from uh, Miami, Florida to the Los Angeles. The people, especially when you meet them and you talk to them, they are very, very helping. They are very kind, and you just talk to them, and you never, never experience the 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 fear which you still have in 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 yourself. So I was just talking about my experiences. And uh, cross-cultural interaction from different parts of the world, uh, also encountering the China. Mm. So that was the basic uh, essence of that talk.
3: Did you find there was a particular difference when you came to China compared to those other countries? Or was it broadly the same experience you'd had, like people just helpful and open and easy to understand? Was it different in any particular way in China?
2: Well, I should explain this in a way that uh, when we were a child, we used to watch some dramas and some movies which have the Chinese kung fu-like kind of things. Mm. And uh, with the recent past, when we see that the technological advancement and the growth in the economy of China, the West and the world is looking towards their emerging economy and their uh, market growth, and also education and technology. So for me, it was completely uh, different when we came here. So the first experience which I could see that people, despite knowing language, despite able to communicate, if you are outside campus, it's the, when we meet the senior citizens, they are a little bit difficult to communicate if you don't know Chinese, uh, mm. basic of Chinese. But believe me, it was really amazing when you go and ask something, even if they don't understand, they use your phone, they try out of their way, yeah. leaving their own work to help you out what you really wanted. So it's really yeah. amazing. I haven't seen such thing before.
3: Yeah, I found the same in China. I think people are so helpful. Mm. Especially if you're, if, even if you, like, if you don't speak Chinese, people kind of go even further because they realize like, how difficult it our, is our. Day.
1: Uh, last uh, interview, we said exactly the same. Sarah Great. shared very similar experiences. Out of all of those uh, travels that you did, what was the country or society that you faced the biggest struggle communication with?
2: As I mentioned, the first experience before coming to China, like you, when you don't uh, know the language and you are not familiar with the even roots... So it was a little difficult, mm. but not in that case that uh, if you are somewhere in um, in the Middle East and uh, the people where they are reluctant to to communicate or reluctant to help you out. So the barrier which I could see is like if people are not able to to help, then you feel a little bit trouble. Okay. So for me, yeah. So that's the big thing.
1: Going back to your study experience here in China, what has been the most memorable? Uh, story that you have uh, here Uh, studying in China?
2: It's really hard to count one, (laughs) or it's (laughs) really hard to explain. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of stories and a lot of moments we uh, share together, and uh, I truly believe and I truly mean it that China is my second home, Mm. and... The way we interact, the way we live in an environment, we feel it as a home. We are like a family. And if I talk about more particularly from the School of Environment, Mm -hmm. my colleagues will agree with that. We are always go step forward to help anybody who is in need and we dedicate our services across the board to help people around and it's not only limited to our school. To every student who is studying in Tsinghua University, to every person we meet around, every day we have different experiences. Every day we meet really lovely people, amazing backgrounds, and we always cherish the life. So I can't say like one experience. We have been into the insight into China, the one which you Mm. just mentioned here. Uh, It was really a lifetime experience when you go somewhere and you travel with the uh, multinational countries and people together with the Chinese fellows, you are not only learning in one environment, but you are going to different cities, to different companies, to the government institutes, and you are communicating with them and you have a broader perspective, not only studying and, and knowing within a campus or within one city, but you go beyond, you go further. I was the uh, international student's ambassador for the School of Environment, the program we started together with your former podcast interviewee, uh, Kate, myself, Noshan, and uh, our other amazing, lovely people. I would mention Victor as well. And all of us, like when we started from the crash, we even did not know what to do, but all of them were dedicated enough to participate, contribute, prepare the documents, helping all those students who were coming from their countries who have never been to China before, so we prepared the materials for them, tried to communicate with them, talk to them on phone, communicating through email to facilitate everything that they can easily, safely reach here without even knowing the language. Mm. That was really amazing experience, and we learned from each other. Yeah. Uh, it's really, there are a lot of experience I can't <laughs> count, so I'm sorry. Amazing. Do
3: you think that your experience of communicating with different people from different countries has changed how you behave when you're back home? Because I definitely, or do you think it will when you go home shortly? Because I've definitely found that myself having... Once I go to a new place, if I, have, if I then go home, I feel a lot more confident. I think I definitely appreciate when you're speaking to someone and you both speak the same native language, it's, everything just seems so easy compared to when you're home. Is there anything that jumps out at you that you really notice when you go home, um, having travelled around?
2: Uh, well, I would say that uh, when you go beyond and when you travel around in the world... You learn a lot of things, you increase your vision, you increase your understanding mm-hmm. and way of communicating people. So back at home, where you have grown and brought up from your childhood to up to your, your university education or even your professional life, mm-hmm. there are diverse people from different backgrounds. They communicate differently. Mm-hmm. And having your experience when you are communicating and and talking to them, it's how we perceive and how we start conversation. And especially, it is always an advantage when you speak in your own language. It gives you a comfort room to to go further, talk more, be free, and rather than being somewhere in an environment where you have the language barrier. Hmm. But... For us, staying in an international community, it's not difficult to communicate in the, the common language we speak, English, or sometimes a little bit Chinese. Mm-hmm. So for me, like uh, yeah. it depends on people to whom you are going to interact yeah. and how you are going to move forward.
1: Taking another approach to that question, do people feel when you go back home that you changed or you don't hear them saying... Uh, uh, oh, go fire! You know you're you're still the same, or because you've been here for quite some time.
2: Exactly, so. exactly. It is true to some extent when you are communicating the same people, and uh, you have a different uh, vision and uh, broader perspective of something. So, f- like for something very small. Uh, saying where you were becoming a little bit arrogant Mm. (laughs) to some saying, then you feel yourself calm and comfortable. Okay, let it go, because I know how it it goes. So people understand that now you have a different perspective and communicating and talking to people and also uh, helping them around. So what I learned from staying here, traveling around the world, or being at my home, It's the nurturing and grooming comes from your family, from your start. So when you are always open to people, communicative, always giving a smiling face to somebody. So I think it always opens the door for mutual communication and moving forward to any circumstances. Amazing.
1: As a Pakistani and uh, with a lot of, uh, a big Pakistani community in Tsinghua. Exactly. uh, And I would say in China overall. Do you see this exchange of students being helpful for your country? Do you feel that if you go back, you can provide that impact to your country?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. At the moment, in Tsinghua University, there are 170 plus students from Pakistan. And in China, there are 22 to 25000 students studying in china and we have a very big community where we used to communicate and coordinate help each other and assist in different circumstances our embassy is also active in terms of giving assistance in terms of need also Coordinating us when we organize events. I think two months ago, the ambassador of Pakistan was also in Chenghua University during the ambassador dialogue. Before that, the education attaché. He is a very good friend of us as well. He is very helping. Always we have a, like a phone call and we used to to talk and giving feedback assist our fellow students Mm -hmm. living here, having their difficulties in their lives and so on. So we live in like a global community and what we see is really a huge impact that you're not only helping them, but you're contributing in a different way as well. So what we see that in terms of student exchange... As uh, you might be aware that the Pakistan and China having uh, a long-term economic projects, which is like the flagship project of and <coughs> Road Initiative, mm. uh, like uh, CPEC, China-Pakistan CPEC. Economic Corridor. And on specific that project, flagship project, there are a lot of investment, a lot of Chinese friends and brothers who are working there, And our Pakistani uh, students, our workers, they need to have a a better communication as well. So what I see, there are a lot of uh, colleagues who are coming here, not only having the technical education, but also learning language so that they can help each other to... To and, further and, and enrich their
1: cooperation. And the cultural experience, because it's a very different culture, right?
2: Exactly. Ex- absolutely. What I would say that to some extent, to, to some parts of the China, we have the resemblance in culture. Mm. But in majority, we have a different culture. Of course. So we have like, to adopt, to learn each other how we have to interact and behave in different uh, circumstances and different scenarios. So this is also an important part.
1: So having that cultural uh, difference, do you remember any struggle at the start of your journey here in China? Uh,
2: Yes, absolutely. I would also mention that uh, we also started the Pakistani Student Association in Chinquot. So I'm also among the founder members. So why we started was also the same theme, to unite people, help them to understand not only their own problems but also to understand the culture so sometimes there are different situations where we used to accustomed to interact in our own way yeah. but probably as we all know that the due to the some cultural differences the same thing which we do is in a normal way might be an offense to another culture. Of course, yeah. So we need to understand and learn each other, so that we should cherish the life in a harmony. Do
1: Do you have any example of like a struggle, like something that you
2: found very hard, not to adapt,
1: but yeah? I would show you a
2: story. I will show you a story here. When we started uh, in in the beginning, I always go. And meet my colleagues and shake their hands. We have the culture like when we meet, we hug each other, boy to boy, especially because it's in our culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if we see in a different perspective somewhere, it has a different meaning. Yep. Like you are gay somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so this is completely different. If you see in the, in the Middle East, in, so, uh, they used to kiss on the hand. Oh, yeah. So this is what we have to understand. So initially when we were here, I used to meet my colleagues. So the close friend I used to hug and the normal friends, I give them a handshake, and I always say, hello, how are you? How are you? Like that. Then I realized that they replied to me, but they feel a little bit annoyed. So I asked or not them. not comfortable. Yes. So they told me that we usually in our customs, we don't ask like, how are you? We sometimes say, ni shilama, Mm. or like we just say something. Mm -hmm. So the way I was asking in in Chinese, ni hao, ni hao, but Mm -hmm. then I realized that I should ask in a different way. I think
3: that's so interesting when you speak to people who speak even different native languages. Like in English, if you say, oh, you're right, it's not even really a question. It's just more of a hello but then like I remember when I was in Germany I would say you're right, and people are like yeah I'm fine we had a good day and you just you're not expecting it and it's that like that thing of just having those, those different approaches from different countries I think it's I, I can tell you well
1: I, I was even um, I come from Portugal and when we meet someone new um, a girl for example we'll give her two kisses even if we've never seen her before and I was uh, in the northern part of Europe, and I was introduced to a girl, and I was going to give her two kisses, because in Portugal it's so normal, exactly. But and she was giving me her hand, she was, they, they give handshakes, and she was giving me her hand, like, stepping forward, back, was, yeah, like, like, what the hell do you want to do? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I was like, you know, what, How? it's so awkward, you know? Um, yeah, those... Um, Especially those initiations of uh, communication. But they,
2: that's They right. must
1: be, they are always a very <laughs> 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 that's hard that's thing exactly, to... exactly,
2: exactly. So satisfy. we have a lot of such experiences when we interact with each other. Even in our international community, uh, like we are mostly in, in our, like, if you are not accustomed to the culture, uh, the same example like you mentioned. I met a girl from uh, Colombia, And she has the same culture like you. So it was, to me, was a bit different. Like, I try not to give the hug. Okay, handshake is fine, but, like, (laughs) only to my girlfriend I would go for the hug as well. So it was a bit difficult, but then I said, okay, it's the culture. It was the first experience. Mm -hmm. Then we know how to interact with people. But at the same time, if you are meeting to a Chinese friend, a Chinese girl who is not your girlfriend, uh, we will not give a hug directly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's a different like we mm-hmm. used to learn slowly with the culture and the...
1: What about uh, uh, Food do you faced any struggles adapting to the Chinese food? Because you know, I know that Pakistani food and Chinese food are very very different you even have your there, There's a lot, some principles even in Pakistani food. So how, how was that?
2: Uh... before coming to China in our country, we love Chinese food, and we used to prepare the Chinese food, prefer to have in our ceremonies. But the way they prepare in our country is entirely different the way we got here. Our first experience, we went to the canteen, the Muslim canteen here in, in Tsinghua University. One of our friends invited us for the, for the meal, and it was the first experience, first meal in China. And we were excited, too. Once we had the first spoon, it was really hard to get in. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was like we <coughs> were not accustomed to the way they prepare, like not having a, even a, a little spices, not salt, and uh, the, the the vegetables mm-hmm. were well, not that much we we used to prepare, like completely cooked. It was partially cooked, mm-hmm. like a boiled one. We can say, so that was a, like how I'll say. A bit experienced, <laughs> like how the the food we have to go through. But after that, we started to accustomed and we tried to adopt how is that food. Nowadays, we used to go to the Muslim canteen mm-hmm. almost every day for lunch. And we used to hang out with our friends for the dinner, even for the professor, invite us for mm-hmm. the dinner. So we used to go there and it is fine. We have some limitations like all Muslims do. We can't eat a specific meat. But after that, we prefer to go with the halal one. Yes. So sometimes I'm comfortable with eating the vegetables. Or if it's a chicken, is fine. I just pray myself and start. So slowly you, you get adopted. And the special thing I would mention here, the food which they prepare is really enriched Mm -hmm. the way they prepare. It's not like when we cook completely overcooked food also loses its ingredients and and the enrichment quality. So nowadays I'm comfortable to eat and it's like really good experience. Not all, but most of them.
3: Awesome, thank you. Okay, we should probably wrap up. We have one more question that we've been asking everybody. Uh Do you have a favourite Chinese word or a phrase, something that you think maybe reflects your time in China, a particular word that you like maybe? We're building up a little dictionary from all of our interviewees. Do you have anything that springs to mind?
2: Well, you just asked the question because I was thinking what I should say, mm. and the immediate word which comes to my mind, as I just mentioned, when they greet each other, they said "Nichilama." So that would be the word nice. I would say. Very nice. <laughs> it's also the way of greeting another person. <laughs> That's
3: lovely little link there. <laughs> that,
1: was great. Yeah, that was amazing. Okay. Mm. Go far. Thank you so much for being part of our podcast. My it was pleasure. a pleasure having you
2: here. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting. It's really a very wonderful experience being with you all. And the first time... Anything, anything you
1: want to say about your um, the Student Association of Pakistan? That's a project that you've uh, come up recently. So, Or any other... Uh, shout out to any other organization you
2: have. Yes. I would like to say a few words, not only for my association, mm-hmm. but also to the students like uh wherever we go, we as an individual, are the ambassadors of our culture, our region, our country, and how we interact we we understand, we behave we learn is all the all the reflection of back what you are from your mm-hmm. back back end, so wherever we go, wherever we interact with people, it's only one person who can make the difference, it's one person who can change the perspective, and it is the same person who can defame and degrade the entire perception of all we we build up with slowly, so I would say that. Dedicate yourself, contribute yourself. You never know how the world comes back to you in the same way. We go far. Thank you so much. My pleasure.
3: Thank you. you.